Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Think Orange podcast. A podcast with ideas and conversations to help you influence the next generation. G'day everyone, my name is Dave, welcoming you back to the Think Orange podcast. If this is your first time listening, I want to let you know that our goal here is to encourage, inspire, and resource you by giving you access to the speakers, the thought leaders, and the experts who are rethinking and reimagining the way ministry can be done. And this week, I had the chance to sit down with Kristen Ivey and talk about one of the ways Orange resources church leaders to partner with parents, and specifically, the role technology can play in helping you partner with the parents in your church community. Now, partnering with parents is an area of passion for Kristen, and how churches leverage technology is an area of passion for me. So this was a fun conversation to have. And Kristen unpacks a key tool we've redeveloped to help every church leader connect more regularly with the families in your church community. So let's dive straight into today's conversation. Kristen, it is so good to see you. Thanks for joining us on the Think Orange podcast. How are you? I'm doing so well, Dave. It is great to see you as well in Australia. Um, It's been way too long, so this is fun. It has been way too long. Hey, I know you've got a lot of stuff going on at the moment. I'm so glad that you've taken some time out of your schedule to spend it here with us. I wanted to ask you specifically, I know that one of the things you are really, really passionate about is helping churches make connections and partner with parents. Can you unpack a little bit? Well, like, why is that so important to you? Why is that such an important thing? Well, I think it's the essence of everything that makes orange, orange, right? Uh, When I first came into this organization, it was the thing, you know, that caught my attention most, really changed the way that I viewed ministry forever. And it's that idea that if you want to have an impact in the life of a kid, if you want to influence their everyday faith for the future, you really need more than just your own influence. You need influence with the entire, you know, family unit, with every Mm. caregiver, every person who's engaged in that kid's life. And that kind of resonated with me from my education days as well. Teachers talk a lot about this, that it's important to have family engagement if you're trying to educate a child. Pediatricians talk about this, counselors talk about this. So it's a pretty common idea that if you want to influence a kid for the future, you really need to influence the whole family. Yeah, for sure. What have you seen in your time in ministry or how have you seen the church do this well, this whole partnering with parents things? I know like, for example, schools do it really well, right? Partnering with parents. But how have you seen the Capital C Church do it well? I think there's a lot of really innovative leaders trying things all over the place. And it's exciting to just hear stories. One of the things we've seen from some leaders are the way that they engage families in critical moments, like uh, back to school is obviously Mm. one of those um, when kids are moving from one grade to another, uh, having big celebrations and opportunities to reconnect and engage kids with their small group leaders or uh, what's new in ministry for the upcoming year. Uh, We see churches doing so many different creative things. It could be family experiences that happen during the holidays or family experiences that happen just at a moment in time in a kid's life, like father-son camping, outing. It doesn't have to be like as associated with a holiday specifically. And those are sort of the bigger experiences, but there's also things that leaders are trying as it relates to everyday moments, um, ways to improve communication, strengthen communication on a consistent basis. 
That's awesome. Well, what about the flip side of that question? Um, what are some things that you think the church could do better when it comes to partnering with the parents in their community? I think it's always going to be one of the most challenging things in ministry to partner yeah. with parents. And that changes depending on the age group that you're working with. Um, but it's easy to get focused on kids. And I mean, let's face it, we got into working with kids because we like kids. And so we want to be with kids. We enjoy our time with kids. Um, there's probably something in us that's wired to connect with a child. Oftentimes, it's just a little bit more challenging for a number of reasons um, to include parents and caregivers. And those could be you know, anything from just simply we don't like adults as much as we like kids to logistically we have a hard time keeping up with parents' contact information. Um, we yeah. struggle to know why we should be connecting with parents. We struggle to know how to connect with parents consistently. We're sometimes not even sure if we have permission to connect with a parent. I mean, if, yeah. if we're really honest, it's like, what's the purpose again for me reaching out to you? And so we kind of hesitate and we focus on the kid or the teenager in our ministry kind of at the expense of reaching out um, and going to that extra level of really helping a caregiver win with the child in their home. Yeah. And that obviously became way more challenging. Those challenges just increased during COVID, right? Yeah. If there was one question that we all heard over and over and over again, it was, how do we engage families? Um, yeah. We knew that when kids couldn't come into the building, all of a sudden there was a different level of intensity to the question of how do we engage families? How do we engage parents? Because yeah. everybody was dependent at that point on a caregiver to form that bridge, to form that connection. Again, the parallel to the local school, as schools yeah. pivoted to online learning, again, there was a new kind of dependence on parents. Yeah, like I know as a parent myself, like during lockdown, you know, when, when I was in the US, but also when my family moved to Australia, as soon as there was a lockdown, not only was I dad, but I was, I was also the teacher for, you know, the math teacher, the biology teacher. And then ultimately I became the youth pastor as well, right? Because we had to have so much, you know, we had to carry so much of a load during those periods. But you said you got asked that question a lot. What was your answer from an orange perspective? How did we help? Like what did orange Orange do to, to help churches connect with parents during COVID? Well, one of the first things that happened were ministry leaders reaching out and saying, look, we can't do our services in the building. Can you give us the resources that we need to go online? And so that was fortunately one of the easiest uh, things that we could reach into our pocket and go, hey, look, we have videos, we have content. It's yep. easy for us to distribute that online. And so Orange was able to put all that content um, online for free for four months so that any church anywhere could just share a link and keep families engaged by being able to share that content that a kid would typically experience in a ministry yeah. environment directly to, you know, a TV, a phone, a, a computer, any device in the home. That was just baseline, though. We know that yeah. you know, content isn't the essence of our relational connection. That's just sort of the, you know, the baseline of what the, we've been talking about in terms of yeah. discipleship. Um, yeah. From there, I think the next step was a lot of leaders looking out and going, hey, how do we do digital small groups? How mm. do we continue the community that we've formed with kids and teenagers, even if we can't be in the same room? And so there yeah. was an opportunity there to take the resources and go, okay, here's how we could reframe all of your group relationships through the lens of you know, Zoom meetings or Google Classroom or other, you know, other platforms that you might want to utilize yeah. Um, just to stay connected. 
Yeah. Yeah. I love all the resources that Orange was able to put out around uh, this whole thing of keeping parents connected to the church, helping churches connect deeper with pa- with parents in their community, but also, you know, resourcing parents directly with, with content that they could use to disciple their own kids at home. Um, one of the things that I always look back on now with a little bit of a smile is, you know, that word pivot became huge in 2020, right? Everybody was pivoting. But I feel like, you know, because of my time uh, in the Orange environment, the Orange ecosystem and hang out with people like yourself and Reggie and and the whole team. I feel like you guys were ahead of the game a little bit because like, I think it was 2013, you came out with this app called ParentQ, which was really doing then what you're talking about churches trying to pivot to now. So for the people who don't know, can you tell us a little bit about ParentQ app and, you know, what it is and what it does? Well, I mean, one thing that we all know is it didn't take a pandemic for families to stop coming to church. Mm. There were already a lot of families who were not coming to church every Sunday before the pandemic. Um, Even your most engaged families most likely were not coming every Sunday consistently. And, you know, if you've been following any, you know, statistics or demographics or what's been going on in ministry, you know, there's just a lot of families that come maybe once a month, maybe twice a month, but that would be extremely consistent. And so the question has been for a long time, how do we help families win at home and disciple their kids and continue to have faith conversations when they aren't coming to church so that when they do come, you know, we're right there. We've been bridging those gaps all along. Um, And so that's just a question that we've, you know, wrestled with for, I mean, over a decade and it led to the creation of the Parent Q app. And the Parent Q app was just a way for, you know, us to help ministry leaders have a solution in hand to leverage technology to extend whatever happens on a Sunday morning throughout the week, Monday through Saturday, and also to connect families who maybe didn't come this last Sunday to the content that they missed so that when they come back, you know, they really haven't missed any content in the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Chris, I know there are a lot of church apps out there and there's a lot of ministry apps. And, you know, as a as a parent in ministry, I've used a, a whole lot of them. And it feels oftentimes like, like the kids ministry side of it is like an afterthought almost. But I know that the Parent Q app was purpose built and it's probably the only app that was purpose built directly for parents and for churches to connect with parents. What is it that the Parent Q app does that is especially unique that sets it apart from some of these other apps? Yeah, I mean, this is every church's family ministry app ready-made for them. You know, one of the things I love most about this is that as a nonprofit organization, it really allows us to create something together, ministry leader to ministry leader, that the ministry leaders who've been participating with this app from the beginning have really collectively enabled us to continue to develop and innovate and dream and improve all along. And so it is a giant kind of collective project from family ministry leaders, you know, yeah. all over the world, really giving their ideation and input into what this could be. And so it's a family ministry app ready-made for any church leader to customize The customization is incredibly simple. Mm. Uh, We believe that it can enhance church participation for any family because a church has the ability to create their own landing page where they can input uh, their church name, their church logo, church giving link that links straight out to online giving. 
any mm. social links that are important to that ministry. Maybe you started a YouTube uh, channel during the pandemic. Maybe you have a church podcast. You can link to those things directly on every parent's phone. Um, in addition to church information, every ministry can have you know, their important information right there in the app on the front level of the app. So the name of the director, your website, anything wow. that feels relevant to your ministry. On top of that, ministry leaders can send announcements and notifications to a parent's phone. You can mm. sign up for online event registration directly through the app. So it's really one simple portal that aggregates all of your communication in one place that's always accessible on a parent's phone. So if you yeah. think about one thing that you want every family to experience, Download the ParentQ app and you'll get all of your church's important information pushed right to your phone every week. And it's simple, simple, simple to customize. Yeah, I love that for a whole bunch of different reasons, not the least of which is I think sometimes for, for churches, it's really easy for us to get so caught up in creating content for social <laughs> media and for technology. But but with the ParentQ app, it feels like instead of content being king, context is king, right? Because you're speaking, you're allowing churches to speak directly to the parents in their local community. That's such an important part of what you're doing with this new revamp, right? Absolutely. I mean, we're building the platform so the ministry leaders can focus on the connection. The yeah. relationships have to happen through local ministries. It has to happen through local churches. And if every leader can focus on relationships, <laughs> that's enough. That's hard enough. That's enough work yeah. to keep us busy forever, right? That is the ministry. The ministry is in the relationship. Yeah. So what we're trying to do is create platforms that can enhance and support those relationships as easy as possible. Gosh, I love what you just said. We create the platform so they can focus on the connection. The, mm -hmm. Such a key part of, of this sort of process, especially now, I think. Um, so I've got two more questions for you. If uh, I'm a ministry leader, I'm listening to this podcast, and I'm really interested in in this this app now because we, we, we've talked about it so much and so well and, and how it connects. How would this app help me win from my church ministry seat? Goodness, there's so many ways, Dave. I don't even know how to sum them all up, but I'll I'll go through just a few of them. Um, one of the things is I know as leaders, we're always looking for a way to go, how am I winning? How do I know if what I do really matters? Um, one of the things that we're excited about with this is it's another way to measure how your ministry is connected to families. One of the greatest questions we continue to hear is how do I know if families are engaged with our ministry? And when you can only count numbers of attendance at an event, I think mm. every leader goes, I know that's not the only number I should count, but it's the only number I know to count. Yeah. We want to show connection on multiple levels. Uh, one of those can be the number of families that are participating with your ministry through an app, whether or not they show up to the experience this weekend or not, you still had a meaningful connection. You can measure those connections through social media. I know you talk about the importance of that, not just mm. measuring follows, but measuring engagement. So yeah. helping leaders have a practical way to measure engagement that goes beyond just attendance and mm. really into the ways that we stay connected through meaningful connection every day on a parent's yeah. device. That's just one way. Another way that I think that the app helps support uh, ministry leaders everywhere is the discipleship content of the app. 
The discipleship content of the app is broken down by age group so that a parent has access to Bible story videos, memory verses, um, daily devotionals that are custom made for kids at every phase. So from birth through 18, there's unique content that auto-populates to the app every week for free. And with church customization, a leader can go in and customize every bit of that content to make it as personal as you'd like. If you don't have a lot of time, you just use it just as it is. Or, you know, if if you just want to go, hey, this works just like it is. Or you can customize every part of it. You can put in your own videos. You could record a video on your iPhone, upload the link to YouTube, embed it into the app. And it's simple, simple, simple for you to personalize. You can personalize the graphics, the content, and every level of the discipleship content. But it's already there and already broken down by age group so that you can help parents have discipleship material for their kids right at their fingertips. That's so good. Now, I, Kirsten, you passed over something that I know we talk a lot about, uh, you know, in our in our circles around Orange, but you mentioned the word phase twice in, in that <laughs> process. Can you unpack that a little bit? And maybe, maybe from this perspective, why is it important that you have age slash phase appropriate discipleship tools uh, between, for example, let's say, you, you know, from an elementary school or a primary school kid to a high school kid, or maybe from like an eight-year-old to a, to a 13-year-old. Why, why is it so important to have two different approaches when it comes to discipleship uh, information and devotions? Well, kids are constantly changing, right? They're constantly changing physically and mentally, emotionally, relationally. There's so many ways that a kid is changing. And the formative years that happen from birth through 18, and really, if we're honest, we could go up into mid-20s and talk about emerging adulthood. But these early years are so important in a person's life. And the way that we talk about God, the way that we talk about faith needs to be informed not only theologically, but also developmentally Mm. so that we can connect with the heart of a kid so that we can do the work of taking the message that we are stewards of and connecting it with the heart of every child. We cannot make the mistake of trying to teach four-year-olds the same way that we would teach an 11-year-old or the same way that we would teach a 16-year-old. We wouldn't do that when it comes to math concepts. We wouldn't do that when it comes to the books that we read to our children, the movies that we show to our children. The same thing is true when it comes to discipleship. And so we do think it really matters. We have teams and teams and teams of leaders who have years of expertise Mm. in child development and theology that merge those concepts in the content creation so that we're bringing you what we feel like is the most theologically accurate and developmentally appropriate content for kids at every phase of life. That is so good. So good. Okay. I think like three or four questions ago, I said to you, I had two more questions. So I apologize, but I really, I really have one more question left. And, and it's similar to the, to one of the questions I asked in the past three or four. Um, <laughs> I know there are parents who listen to this podcast as well, not just ministry people, but parents listen uh, along as well. For a parent who's listening, how does the Parent Q app help them win at home? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. I mean, first of all, it will help you stay connected to your local church. And that is important. It's sometimes difficult to know the names and the links to everything that's in your child's world at any given moment. As a parent myself, I know that I'm constantly trying to remember, you know, what's the phone number for the pediatrician and the dentist and, (laughs) you know, the swim instructor and their teacher and their, you know, extra bonus teacher. I mean, there's 
so much that's going on. So having that easy access um, to find important ministry information is helpful. I mean, aside from that, I think having that ability to know how to have daily faith conversations that are relevant to your kid at their Mm. stage of life is so important. I mean, like you mentioned before, there are a lot of places that we can go online or through technology that have incredible faith content. And there are some that I absolutely love. It's sometimes difficult to know what content is going to be relevant for my kid this week. And I love that as a parent, that there's this easy access to developmentally appropriate content that helps me disciple my kid every day. And then in addition to that, the app also has what we call cues around important times of day. And those cues are so simple because we know that parents are busy. We don't have time for a lot of extra bonus stuff, but they're simple cues that build a relational rhythm in the home. So it Mm. will remind you to speak encouraging words in the morning time to your kid. It'll give you a script, you know, say these simple words to your kid as you wake them up this morning. There'll be cues about how to have a relational connection as you drive down the road together or as you walk down the road together, as you're in transition from one place to the next, Um, what you should say maybe at mealtime sometime this week and at bedtime, because there's a unique opportunity to connect with the heart of your child at bedtime. That if you build those into your daily rhythms as a parent, you're going to form a stronger and more lasting relational connection, a stronger friendship with your kid. Um, And those kind of things just pave the way for, you know, what really matters uh, in parenting in the long run. Yeah, Kristen, I know that you know my family and you know that I've been using ParentQ app for a long time. And what you just outlined is really one of my favorite features. And as my kids have gotten into, you know, I've got a year 11 and a senior in, in high school, we still leverage those those scripts, like to have those conversations, because a lot of them are just about asking a question that will lead to a conversation. And it really is my favorite part of the app. Hey, I know I said one more question, but I've got one more question. And it's kind of it's kind of out of left field. I want to know, Kristen, for all the church leaders who are listening, you talk with a lot of church leaders. You get to travel around the uh, the, the entire U.S. having great conversations with church leaders uh, at, who are in family ministry at all stages. I get to do that here in Australia as well, having conversations with church leaders. I want to know, as you talk to them, as you hear some of the stories of how they're coming out of this uh, post-pandemic period, what is the thing that you're most excited about when it comes to the capital C church, not just in the U.S., but like around the world? I think the most exciting thing right now is that we've all been given a unique level of permission to try something new. Try something new and fail at it. Just go for it. I think nobody's figured out the formula yet. You know, sometimes I get this question of what's the new answer? What is the new formula? What is what's next? And and give us the model. And I think the most exciting thing right now is there isn't a model yet, but we're all trying. We're all trying something we've never tried before. We have permission to create. We have permission to fail. We've given ourselves this unique opportunity to go. I don't know if this is what's going to work, but we're going to try because the mission's too important not to try something new. Yeah, that's so good. I would, can I yes and that? Because one of the things that I'm seeing here in Australia and I'm seeing it in the US as well, is not only have we got that permission to try things and fail, but I feel like churches are working together more than ever Mm -hmm. as they 
uh, figure out what what the next thing to try is. Like I'm seeing churches in Australia connecting with other churches and church movements in Australia connecting with other church movements mm-hmm. in New Zealand and, and and in the US as well. So yeah, I want to yes and that and just say, it seems like we're all working together a little bit more. It's like mm-hmm. we realize we're all on the same team, right? <laughs> um, awesome. Absolutely. Hey, before you go, where can, you, where can people get more information about the Parent Q app or download it and things like that? Have you got any information there? Yes. If you're interested in Parent Q app and you aren't already using it, go to parentqapp.church and you can try it for free. You can get in. You'll be able to see everything on kind of the back end um, as a ministry leader. Experiment with it. It'll show you right there as you're kind of logged in and working through it what it would look like on a parent's phone. So you can see in real time what this would look like on a parent's phone before it ever goes to a parent's phone. So we would love for anybody who's interested um, to try it for free. It's parentqapp.church. Parentqapp.church. Kristen, thank you so much for your time. It was so great to see you. And thanks so much for sharing all of this great information. I'm looking forward to seeing how it rolls out. Thank you, Dave. Always good to talk to you. Well, I know there was a lot of information there, but I truly believe the best thing you could do right now is to download the ParentQ app for free on iOS and Android. Once you've done that, you can start customizing it for your church for free at parentqapp.church. That website again is parentqapp.church. As I said in that conversation, personally, I've been using this app as a parent and a church leader for a few years, and I've truly found it to be an invaluable resource. So I want to, again, just encourage you, go and download it for free on your phone, either iOS or Android, and then go and customize it for your church for free at parentqapp.church. As always, if this episode was helpful, we'd love if you gave us a review and a star rating on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to podcasts. My name is Dave Adamson, and remember, when you think next generation or church strategy, think orange. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Think Orange podcast. Join us next time for more ideas and conversations to help you influence the next generation. For more episodes and show notes, visit thinkorangepodcast.com.